Remember, more information about the show can be found on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now, like us there now, and follow us there. You can reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on Air, or you can listen to the show anywhere you get your podcast. Just subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. This morning, we're talking to former news anchors here in Cincinnati and talking about life beyond the anchor desk. Up next is Emmy Award-winning sports reporter Betsy Ross. Betsy is also the president of Game Day Communications here in Cincinnati and a former news anchor and ESPN sports anchor. It's our pleasure to welcome Betsy Ross to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning, Betsy. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing great. So this morning we're talking to some of our former news anchors, that some of our favorite former news anchors, and we're just catching up with them. And I have to say that you were the inspiration behind this show. <laughs> uh, you run a company, and we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. And you had a client come in, and we got to talking, and I just... Your story is so fascinating. Uh, so you really inspired this show. Glad to hear that. I'm honored. Uh, and, it, you know, it is the thing about the Cincinnati market is that usually people are here and they stay. Mm-hmm. They stay a long time. Uh, you know, I can't tell you how many friends of mine here in Cincinnati said, oh, yeah, I thought, I'd, you know, I do my two or three years and then go to a bigger market. And then 20 years later, and they're still here. I yeah. mean, that's that's not only the attraction of um, the capabilities and the professionalism of the broadcasting here, but just the city and greater Cincinnati in general. All right. So let's go back to the beginning. It's all mm-hmm. about Betsy Ross this morning. <laughs> so um, what brought you to Cincinnati initially? Well, of course, work. I grew up in uh, Connersville, Indiana, which was about 40 miles from here. And I've been there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we watched... Uh, Cincinnati television. So I grew up watching Nick Clooney and Al Shadokati and the whole group. And so, you know, that was kind of my home. And that was really when I fell in love with television and television news and so many iconic people that we had, you know, in that market working here. I got my undergraduate degree at Ball State, got my master's degree at Notre Dame, uh, got a couple of years experience in the South Bend television market. And then I I came here uh, early 80s. Uh, got to work with Al Shalakati. Al Shalakati hired me. Oh, wow. uh, and so you know you don't get much more iconic than that. You and do so, not. So yeah. I remember growing up with Al Shalakati, and I don't think I've ever mentioned this on the air, but I was afraid of Al Shalakati. <laughs> we <laughs> when, all were. Wait, wait. When that when he had that theme song, it's eleven o'clock time for the <laughs> Al Shalakati. I mean, I would. If that if I was up at, at that time, I would spring out of the room. I'm like, that was enough to send me under the covers. Well, and it's just the way they said it. Yeah. Eleven o'clock. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> very dramatic. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. So, what was it like working with the legendary Al Shadakati? Well, uh, yes, we all were afraid of him, but um, you know, in in a good way because he had such strict standards. The newspaper guy got into the television part of it. And, you know, so many jobs that I have had in this business, it's been the newspaper, the magazine, the print guys that really set the standard. And basically, it's all about writing. And he was such a stickler for good writing. And maybe that's why I'm such a stickler for good writing, because everything that we do you do every day, I do every day, we communicate. And the best way to communicate is to be, duh, a good communicator, to get your thoughts on 
camera, on the radio, in print, and to be able to put a sentence together, subject and verb, have them match, you Mm -hmm. know, here's a concept. Um, But he was just such a stickler for good writing, and that's really the basis of everything that all of us do. And, you know, whether or not you're in the business like you and I are, you're still going to put together a business proposal. You're still going to write a resume. You're still going to help your you know, PTA write their e-blast or whatever. doesn't matter what profession you go in. You need that skill. And there are so very few good communicators out there. Wow, look at that. So I've been doing the math. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, we're speaking to Betsy Ross, former news anchor here in Cincinnati all morning long. We're talking to some of our favorite former news anchors and finding out what life is like beyond the news desk. I've been doing the math here in my head. I think you work for every major station here in Cincinnati. Except. With the the exception of Channel 12. Except Channel 12. Am I right? Yeah, you're right. All right, look at that. Awesome, (laughs) awesome. (laughs) I don't know. I used to do the voiceover for Bengals Weekly that was on Channel 12. I don't know if that really counts or not. It probably doesn't. But yes, I I started my career at Channel 9, um, worked in Indianapolis, worked in New York, came back worked at Channel 5, left, went to ESPN, came back, working now at Fox 19 in sports. And then, as you mentioned, we have a company, Game Day Communications, as well. That's I always call that my day job. But, okay. you know. So you mentioned ESPN, but you were one of the first women to break into national sports How did that opportunity come about for you? Well, the first opportunity that I had to work in national sports was um, Sports Channel America. And um, if you're a hockey fan, you probably know about Sports Channel America. Um, They showed the NHL before it became popular and went to ESPN and NBC and all the networks. But Sports Channel America was kind of the precursor to what we were familiar with, with like Fox Sports Ohio, Fox Sports South, Fox Sports Chicago. And so that was my first opportunity. And it happened because I was working in Indianapolis and one of our sports anchors got a job at Sports Channel America. And like three months later, he knew that I was interested in sports and like sports three you know months later, he, he called me and said, hey, uh, we've got an opening here. Uh, would you be interested? And the funny thing is, and I, and I didn't realize that until just recently, I have Donald Trump to thank for my first job in sports. And here's why. Uh-oh. Because one of the anchors at Sports Channel America left Sports Channel America to be the host of the Trump game show that was at his casino in Atlantic City. Uh-huh. I think that it lasted a, a, a very short time. <laughs> but because he left to do the Trump game show, there was an opening to be a sports anchor at Sports Channel America. So that was my opportunity to actually do sports news because we had a uh, an evening show like Sports Center. We called it Sports Nightly. Same thing. You know, we did highlights, we did news, uh, we did scoring updates, and we did that for those local affiliates that I was talking about. So that was my first opportunity. Okay. And so what was it like for you in those very early years of being a woman and being in sports? Were there challenges for you? And what was that like? If there were challenges other than, you know, the the normal day-to-day, I didn't realize it. I I was very fortunate in that I had people working with me. Actually, Kurt Warner was my news director at Sports Channel America, who not long ago was news director here at Channel 12. Kurt was just 
wonderful in helping me out, really, you know, making it easy for me. If I didn't understand hockey, which, you know, a girl from Connersville, Indiana, didn't watch a whole lot of hockey growing (laughs) up. So, you know, I had to study real hard to catch up on hockey. But he made it very easy for me to get into the swing of things. And I always had supportive co-anchors that you know, would guide me through. And, you know, you don't do this in a vacuum. You you need people to help you. Okay. And I was very fortunate in that I had supportive co-anchors that, you know, they had done it for years and I was new at it. And so they helped me through. All right. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. For more information on the show, all you have to do is go to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. This morning, we're Speaking to Betsy Ross, former news anchor here in Cincinnati, Channel 5, Channel 9, Channel 19, just about every channel here in (laughs) Cincinnati in between. So we talked about you being a woman and being in sports, but you actually wrote the book on it. (laughs) (laughs) Playing Ball with the Boys is the title of the book, right? Right. And uh, the name of the book came from uh, when I was in grade school. If you did something you shouldn't, you got your name written in the back of the grade book. Oh, you know, right. that was like your 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 punishment. And so every once in a while, uh, when the guys were out in uh, the back playing football, one of the other girls, Francis and I, you know, we were bored and we didn't want to sit inside when it was recess. So we would go out and we would play touch football with the boys. And so we got in trouble. And so um, Mr. Fowler wrote in the back of the grade book that uh, I got in trouble for playing ball with the boys. And so, you know, years later, I thought, well, yeah, you know, I got in trouble (laughs) for it. But, um, you know, I had the opportunity to interview so many wonderful women who had broken barriers um, to make it easier for me and so many other people to pursue what they wanted to do in sports. I mean, Billie Jean King, of course, is iconic. Um, Christine Brennan with USA Today is still out there doing it. Um, uh, I got to um, have a wonderful uh, email chain with uh, Phyllis George, who was really the first woman that I saw every week doing something that I wanted to do because she was uh, doing features on the NFL Today, and no other woman was doing it on a regular basis like that that you could watch. And so, you know, I, I just got the opportunity to talk to these women and, you know, hear their stories because, you know, they they didn't have it so easy either. Janet Guthrie had a, a, an unbelievably hard time. Even though she made it into the Indy 500 field one year, she didn't, couldn't get a ride the second year after she had already proven herself and gotten all the publicity that, of course, you know, an, a car owner wants. She came back to Indianapolis the second year, couldn't get a ride. And so she had to start her own car i mean she had her own car team she started it from scratch and so you know they had it unbelievably hard sometime but these are the women who really you know broke down the barriers so that i could do what i want to do and so many women that we see you know i always say that my book is out of date and i'm so thrilled that it is because there's a whole nother generation of women who have broken barriers kim ing was one of the people that i interviewed and now she is general manager of the miami marlins and you knew by interviewing her when i interviewed her you knew that she was going to be the first female gm you just knew it because she knew her stuff and she was just so smart is so smart in this moneyball world of statistics and baseball i mean she had been doing it since her internships. And so, you know, it's so 
so thrilling to see someone like her that I got to interview 10 years ago actually make that dream come true. Wow. So one thing that you do, among many others, is that you do play-by-play. Mm-hmm. So what's the secret? Because I would think that has to be difficult. Because you have, <laughs> what's the secret to making viewers, listeners, feel like they're courtside with you when they're listening in? That's really something that I think that, you know, when when you listen to, you know, Marty all those years, we had such the mm. uh, luxury of listening to Marty and Joe and you felt like you were at the ball game. And I think that that's what any broadcaster wants to do. You want people to feel as if they are at the game. You want them to smell the popcorn. Yeah. You want them to hear the band in the background. And, you know, it's. Something that I think I always tell when I'm working with uh, my color analyst, I say, you know, I've got the easy job. All I do is say uh, blah, blah, blah in the lane for two. But then the analyst has to tell you how that happened. You know, was it a breakdown in defense? Was it a good move by the offense? I mean, that's that's why they're called analysts, because they tell you why it happened. And the thing that is the most, I think, if you're starting out doing play-by-play, the thing that is most challenging is that when we're in broadcasting, you're usually taught that you think about what you're going to say and then you say it because it's less dangerous that way. <laughs> if right, you think, right. you know, if you if you hear it in your head and you go, okay, that makes sense, and then you say it. Doing play-by-play, it's exactly the opposite because you don't have time to think about what you're going to say. You it's have happening. to say it. You have to say it because people are watching, so they know what happened, and you can't wait a second or two to tell them what happened. You have to say it, so you've got to get rid of that filter that most of us have to think about what you're going to say and then say it. you got to throw that out the window. you just got to say it. And I think that's the thing that the is the real skill in play-by-play is that you have to, you know, your reaction is the fan's reaction. Mm-hmm. And... You have to use that again, going back to you want the fans to feel as if they are there. And if it's an amazing play, I mean, the fans at home are excited about it, too. And you have to be excited. Um, I was doing actually I was doing a caller for um, a UC women's basketball game uh, this season. Their opponent was nationally ranked and UC was not expected to win and darned if they didn't. It was down to a three-point shot in the corner, and you react the way that a fan would react. Okay. And you know, and and I just remember saying, "Ice cold," <laughs> you know, meaning that you know she had she had ice in her veins to be able uh-huh. to take that shot mm-hmm. um, with a, a defender on her. She drew the foul as well as three points, but that's when you get to be a fan. We wouldn't be doing sports if we weren't fans of sports. Wouldn't be doing it. All right. And again, in case you're just tuning in this morning, we're speaking to Betsy Ross, former news anchor here in Cincinnati. For more information on the show, you can reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter, Rodney Lear on air. Now, you have your own company. You Mm -hmm. co-founded Game Day. Tell our listeners about what Game Day is and what you guys do. Well, we are in our 20th year, which is amazing. We are thrilled and we are blessed and we are honored to be able to be in this business for 20 years. Uh, We're a media marketing company. Uh, We do public relations. We do events. Uh, We just came off a week at the Super Bowl promoting Cincinnati. 
we were fortunate to have some great partners who came in and did interviews, not just for the Cincinnati media that was out in L.A., but for the L.A. media looking to do stories about Cincinnati. Because this is, you know, let's face it, this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing here in Cincinnati. <laughs> you know, we're not uh, New England yet that, you know, you go every other year. Right. Um, but it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to tell the story about Cincinnati to literally a global audience. Mayor Pirovall came out. Uh, Governor DeWine came out, did interviews with local media and with L.A. media. And it was just a great opportunity to tell the story about greater Cincinnati jobs, recreation, tourism, you know, there are a lot of great stories here. And so, you know, we just set up basically a pop-up media center and we were able to do that. But, you know, we love working with partners who can kind of see the long game, you know, the, who who see Cincinnati as this, you know, wonderfully thriving area. And there's so many great things to do. And, you know, we've worked with the chamber for the longest time in the CVB. Um, we still probably do maybe – about 50% of what we do has something to do with sports, and that's really how we got started in this business. Because when we started the business, we were more or less a traditional PR company because we saw a lot of people doing PR here in Cincinnati, some great companies 20 years ago. We saw a lot of people in sports, but we didn't see anybody putting it together. And so we thought this was an opportunity to put you – know, Jackie, my business partner, Jackie Rowe, and I both love sports, and it was an opportunity to put our love – of sports together with public relations. That's really how we got started. Our first client was Flying Pig Marathon. Uh, we are still with them today, and we are wow. thrilled to be with. I mean, just an iconic Cincinnati event. We're so thrilled to be with them. But you know, it's an opportunity to tell wonderful stories here in Cincinnati, and we're so blessed to be able to to help our clients get those stories out. All right. So we talked about the news anchor stuff. We talked about the book. We didn't talk about you teach you 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 teach as well um, mm-hmm. on the college level. We didn't talk about that, but you do. Um, you have game day. Where does this work ethic come from? Because you're constantly grinding. You're all, <laughs> you're constantly doing things. Where does that come from? Well, it comes from my parents. My father worked all his life. Uh, my mother worked quite a bit. Uh, my father, as was back in the day, he and his uh, family, they were raised in the hills of Kentucky. When you got to be so old, you quit and you went to work. Uh, and his most of his family moved up uh, first to Ohio and then over to uh, the Connersville, Indiana area. Uh, my mother went to school until her sophomore year of high school. And then, again, that's what you did back then when you got to be 15, 16 years old. A lot of times you quit and got married, and that's exactly what she did. But she always hammered home to my sister and me the importance of an education. I think we both knew, my sister Jeannie and I, we both knew that if we wanted to succeed and if we wanted to do the things that we wanted to do in life, we needed that education. And so she really drove that home. And so my sister was the first in our family to go to college and graduate, and I was the second one. And she was she was kind of my mentor in that, and then you know I followed her to Ball State. And my mother, when she went back to work, for years she worked at a cafeteria in Connersville, and then she got a job at my old high school in Connersville. And to continue working at the high school, she needed a high school equivalency. And so that was her motivation to go back to school and get her called then GED and at 82 years old 
She put on the cap and gown, and wow. she walked into that auditorium on stage, and she got her GED. Wow, look at that. And, you know, you talk about a work ethic, you know, after you've been out of school that long. And, you know, I got the calls at 4 a.m. How do you divide fractions? I'm going, oh, <laughs> oh, first of all, it's 4.30. Second of all, let me Google it. Um, but, you know, it, it, the work ethic was always there. And I think that my sister and I both learned that from our parents that, I mean, that's what you did. If you if someone hired you for a job, they hired you for a reason because they think that you can do the job and do it well. And so, you know, don't prove them wrong. You know, do the job to the best of your ability. And I'm very fortunate that I, I love everything that I do. I always wanted to teach, and so being able to teach at Xavier, and I teach an online course at Ball State, you know, being able to teach is something that I always wanted to do, and, you know, it's it's fun, and it's also a way that I feel that I can give back. All right. Well, we're out of time this morning. Um, it's been fascinating talking with you, as I knew it would be. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. If our listeners would like to find out more about you, Betsy, more about Game Day Communications, how can they find out more? Well, uh, we are at gamedaypr.com. You can find us. And then um, my email, bross at gamedaypr.com. Drop us a note. Um, right. You know, we love to hear... From everybody in the community, we love to hear, uh, you know, feedback. It's an honor to be able to talk to you about our company and what, what we've done. But, you know, there are so many people, um, as you know, there are so many people who went before both of us uh, yes. to make it to make it a little easier on us. And I think that every day that we're here at work, that we honor those people yeah. who uh, who worked really hard to help us be able to do what we're doing today. All right. Well said. Thank you so much, Betsy. I really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. We've been speaking to former Channel 9 and Channel 5 news anchor Betsy Ross. Betsy is also the president of Game Day Communications. Again, all morning long, we're speaking to some of our favorite former news anchors from here in Cincinnati, catching up with them and finding out what life is like beyond the anchor desk. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music, and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.